Hello and welcome to the Discomfort Zone, the podcast that gets you comfortable with the uncomfortable. On today's special episode, I am taking over to find out from Jem about her upcoming trek with Copperfield and her journey from her breast cancer diagnosis and how this has got her to this point. Hi Jem! Hi Dave. Oh, I'm not in the microphone. Hi Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Just the two of us today. It is just the two of us. Why is it just the two of us? Um, because today we are doing a bit of a special episode. Woo! That's right. I am going on a trek. Where are you going? So, well, funny story. Um, I am going to Hadrian's Wall country. Sorry, what? Well, yeah, so I thought Hadrian's that, Wall is a country. No, it's called Hadrian's Wall Country, okay. which is, um, so I thought that was on the south coast near Hastings, but it's not. It's very north. It's almost Scotland. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my main fears already are that I'm going to be freezing and it's going to be cold because the only thing I know about Scotland is that it rains all the time. Um, you know, it can be quite sunny there as well. Just side point. But I feel like we always start this podcast know, talking about the weather. The discomfort zone slash weather. Yeah, I know. Should we not talk about no. the weather? Okay. Um, but yes, I am going on a trek. So we thought we would bring you a bit of a special episode today, really just to delve a bit deeper into what's going to be coming up in two weeks' time. Um, and we'll be capturing a lot of the content whilst I'm on the trek because that trek is really taking me into my discomfort zone. I'm a little bit jealous. Do you know that? Of what? This upcoming trek. Why? Because I'd love to do it with you. But backtrack, should we explain to people exactly what the trek is and why you're doing it? Yeah, okay, fine. All right, let's get a bit deep and emotional. So I am doing the Copperfield trek or copper trek with gi with giovanna fletcher who runs it and i first became aware of copperfield around five years ago when i was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30 and at the time and i would say still to this day there was not many places or charities or information sources i went to that had much info about being a young cancer um patient I don't like the term fighter or warrior. I feel like it's really cheesy. Patient. Yeah, like a, a patient. We'll call it a patient or a sufferer. So I was diagnosed on the week of my daughter's first birthday. And as you can imagine, that was a bit of a... Um, not what you're thinking when you're planning like a birthday tea and everybody else seemed to be concerned about what kind of icing and cake she was having. Happy and balloons. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden my world went into this crazy mess whirlwind of just medicine and treatments and names and fears and all sorts like I can only describe it as like this crazy whirlwind where you suddenly don't have time to breathe or think everybody just starts thinking for you everybody tells you what appointment you need to go to on what day and where you need to go tomorrow and what you need to take and where you need to be and how long it's going to take and then what you're going tomorrow and, and there's no there's no sort of time to come up for air and process what's going on you just sort of get carried along on this crazy journey so but then also at the same time you are juggling mum yeah new mum yeah wife yeah. work everything and dealing with the diagnosis and trying to move forward and just juggle 
all those things at once. I know, yeah. I know you talk about a lot wearing multiple hats, but I feel I'm sure in that moment you were wearing a lot. Yeah, yes, is probably the answer I should say. I think the reality is, though, you're wearing one hat, which is just like survival mode. You just go into, I'll do whatever it takes. You ask whatever favour you need. You just rely on whomever you want to try and get through the day. And very quickly, I had a treatment plan, which was um, I had six months of chemotherapy, followed by... Actually, I did a round of IVF first because I only had one child and I wanted another. And they gave me basically 10 days and said, here you go, you've got one chance. So I did this quick fire 10 day round of IVF, started chemo on the Monday, had six months of chemotherapy um, and had three weeks rest before I had a double mastectomy and reconstruction because I had also the BRCA1 gene. So that was another thing to juggle. Did you know that prior to... No, I knew that I had a chance of having BRCA because of you, it has to come from a parent and one of my parents had the gene. I basically went on a high screening program where they... I didn't want to know if I had the gene yet until I'd had my children because with BRCA, if you do have the gene you have like an 87% risk, increased risk of breast cancer and around a 50, 60% increased risk of ovarian cancer. So I think if somebody tells you that you are carrying a gene, it's a bit like telling you you're, you know, you're walking around with a, a, like a ticking time bomb. And I didn't feel like I wanted to know and then not do something about it. I thought if I knew I had the gene, I would then have to have a mastectomy and have my ovaries removed. So my plan was I'll have my children I'll have a test if I have it. Okay, I've had kids, I can deal with it. I'm married, I can have my mastectomy, I can have my ovaries out. And as we all know, right, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast and also in, in our socials and just with friends, life doesn't go to plan. You get everything in line and then something suddenly comes in from the side and completely derails you. And this completely derailed me from everything I thought, as cancer does, right? Cancer yeah. throws you off track. It makes you suddenly think every plan you've ever had was for nothing. You have one focus, which is health. And at the end of the day, health is wealth. If you don't have it, nothing else matters. For me, once I realized or I knew I had the BRCA gene, there was no question about it. I had a mastectomy along with my treatment. I didn't need to, but I did because I didn't want to have to go through this again. Then I had radiotherapy. Then I had multiple reconstructions. And I then decided to have my ovaries out. Um, was that advised? Um, no. Uh, was it advised? I felt like I had been blindsided by breast cancer and I felt like I wanted to take control of the ovarian side of things. So, I mean, maybe I should add a bit more context. After I'd had breast cancer, the main thing that they tell you about with breast cancer and actually is, is, is just about the drugs. What they don't talk about, because more and more young people are being diagnosed, which is why I love Copperfield so much, is because they don't talk about what happens to the rest of your life. So you basically battle to be better. And then it's like, what's next? And for young people, a lot of that is fertility. Mm. So am I going to be able to have children? Chemotherapy massively impacts your fertility. So I 
had a drug which was supposed to help with that but at the end of the day I finished my treatment I went to see um a specialist who sort of scanned my ovaries and he said listen I'm really sorry but you know they're dead there's nothing there the chemo's completely put them to you had already frozen eggs prior I had already frozen embryos so I had three in the freezer which is okay but again is that advised if you have time and if you have money but but that's a big I mean that's a whole separate issue that I feel very strongly about but most people don't often have time and you definitely don't have time to go on an NHS waiting list you've got a week so if you don't have a pot of money sat there you can't afford it so it's really not set up for young people and I had the embryos but I went and had my ovaries checked and he said there's nothing there we might as well take them out and I just thought well before you do I want to do everything I can in my power to see if there is anything I can do and I'd read a few studies about people going on plant-based diets people trying to remove all the hormones out of their systems and it did work in some cases with fertility so I thought well I've got nothing to lose it's not a terrible habit to eat more vegetables and be a bit healthier so I went plant-based and about four or five months later went back to see him and he scanned me again and kind of said I don't really understand but they they don't look good don't get me wrong but they're not dead anymore wow which is considering I had bad fertility before I had cancer I had fertility treatment with my daughter for no reason so they were really not very good and he said they look much better I can't explain this the power of nutrition power of nutrition and I kept on the plant-based diet and I wholeheartedly believed it would work I believed it would get my um, ovaries back working and about six months after that I was with my husband we'd gone to the like a wedding or a party or something and he basically said to me you're being vile and I was like okay and maybe I was I don't know he said go and do a pregnancy test and I had a huge fight with him and I said like you know I can't have children like how selfish of you had some cheap one from Boots that was probably about three years out of date did it I've got ADHD. Lying in the back of the bathroom. Cupboard. Well, I've got ADHD, so I can't wait more than three seconds for anything. It didn't do anything in 30 seconds. So I threw it in the bin, went about my day. And then I thought like, about three hours later, I was like, oh, maybe I should have just checked that I was right. I went upstairs <laughs> into my bathroom and lo and behold, there was this line to which I screamed. I was like, to my husband's called Daryl. I was like, Daryl, get in now. I was like, I think I'm pregnant. Then he said, uh, uh, phone your mum. So I phoned my mum and I was like, mum, I think I'm pregnant. And she just went, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I was That's like, go. Always go. the comfortable yeah. moment you want to hear from your mum. I said, go and buy me more. So I sent him to Boots to bring back like 30. And yeah, so I was pregnant, which was. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah, naturally. That's amazing. I know. So it's a bit, I mean, it's a completely separate topic and it's nothing to do with the trek, but it is something that people don't talk about a lot that, you know, as a young person, when you get diagnosed with cancer, there's a lot of advice on medicine. There's not a lot of advice on anything else. There's not a lot of advice on how to live your life after Mm. or how to, you know, create a future because all you can see is that kind of that medical pathway. But, in the back of your mind you're thinking why am I getting better what am I doing this for there's got to be a reason there's got to be a purpose and for me the hardest thing with cancer was the grief of thinking I might not have another child it was really really hard for me I didn't want to have one child and a great friend of mine always talks about something called toxic positivity which is 
when people say at least so if I said at least you've got one at least you've got one or at least you're having medication and actually that doesn't make you feel any better exactly it makes you feel worse because it makes you feel pathetic for being sad about the thing that's really affecting you so yeah that fast forward a few years I have two children healthy children I please God thank God gorgeous kids gorgeous kids yeah um I'm healthy and it's taken me five years to be able to talk about my experience and my journey and I am still very triggered by people mentioning cancer and I don't know I'm sure everybody listening can probably relate to this when something is upsetting you or when something is sensitive you suddenly see it everywhere whether that's trying for a baby and you suddenly see pregnant people everywhere you turn whether it's um you know, a, a fear of parents. Yeah, a fear. Constantly. You'll see the you'll see that fear all the time. For me, anytime you turn on any TV program, as innocuous as it is, it could be first dates, it could be EastEnders. There's always a storyline. There's always a cancer. It's always a trigger. It's always there. But I think five years on, I'm I'm happy to talk about it. But I felt very lost, and I felt like I needed to find at least a bit of purpose or a bit of reasoning as to why I went through that experience. What can I do? And Copperfield do this amazing thing every year called the Copper Trek, which is where they take a group of women who have, not just women, men too, and celebrities who have either been affected by cancer or want to fundraise for cancer or personally or a family member have had that kind of, that close um, experience with cancer and you trek so we are doing six days trekking non-stop non-stop it's a hundred kilometers bloody hell john yeah bloody hell john and yeah so it's it's hadrian's wall which is i think quite rocky um and near scotland so not on the south coast when do you start the 10th of june so it's actually what's the date today i think it's two weeks on saturday and what how what time do you wake up in the morning like when do you on actually trek. start trekking? Yeah. Well, I think also on the day we, so everybody basically, you leave on the 10th. So we're all going to head up, up, up to, to Scotland, Scotland, to Scotland. So there are a group of people doing it from kind of the London and Southeast area. So we've got all these WhatsApp groups going. So we're going to take the train up, um, maybe have a drink, some Dutch courage, maybe get a bit acquainted with each other on the train. But how many hours are you actually walk in a day? So I think it's, well, I guess how long does it take you to walk? 20 kilometers a day so maybe i think you start around 7 a.m and probably finish similar time in the evening and i think what's interesting is there's a lot of people on the trek who are still having active treatment wow. so some people like me are probably of the fitter ilk if you're listening to this whilst you're trekking by the way keep going okay also just wave yeah Shout, give, give us a whoop. i'm listening we've got to this point in the podcast but yeah keep going but i think that's what's amazing right you've got all these people that are of different abilities but we're all there for the same reason that's mm. bringing us together the competitive part of me is probably going to be like right come on come on let's keep going let's keep going a bit quicker but how many are there of you doing it the nice part of me well maybe not um there are 96 people wow. and then 10 celebrities so I do. I got Can a bit of a us? secret insight as well. They told me in advance. Um, uh, yeah. So Giovanni Fletcher um, is she obviously she runs it every year. She right? runs it. She does it every year. Um, and then there is Emma and Matt Willis together. Although they are separate team leaders, 
um, assuming they're sharing a tent. If you're not and you are listening, uh, sneak into his tent. Um, <laughs> Frankie Bridge, Wayne, um, footballer's wife, Wayne Bridge, yeah. and also of the Saturdays. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, love the, love Saturdays. the Saturdays. Love it. Big fan. Yeah. Um, Sanam, who won Love Island last year. Um, Eleva Day, who I love. She is a drag queen of RuPaul's Drag Race, one of my absolute favorite shows she's also like a west end musical star so i feel like because i'm also focusing on my singing career maybe her and i can <laughs> bang out some show tunes Are you secretly hoping you're in her team yeah yeah i'm gonna be like oh look i'm every i'm gonna try and think of walking related songs <laughs> like i could walk 500 <laughs> what else could you do i'm walking on sunshine okay Whoa. yeah okay i'm gonna keep thinking of some walking related songs and blast singing them out. in the rain oh. as you are in scotland <laughs> oh god yeah uh, exactly maybe something like a yellow submarine because <laughs> i'm so fucking sodden um end of a day is a captain who else am i forgetting oh and candice from bake-off the red lipstick yeah, all about the red lipstick um and then there's a few tiktokers coming as well so yeah it's gonna be great it's going to be really fun i don't know who my captain is yet um but we will find out, I think, next week. And there is a WhatsApp group with everybody in the Trek. So we've sort of started and to talk. the celebs talk. as well? Not the celebs. Some of the TikTokers are on it. I'm not very good on WhatsApp. No. I don't she reply. Might I add? <laughs> um, so I don't reply. My WhatsApp would give people anxiety. I've got something like 2,000 unread messages. It literally would kill. If you saw my emails, I think I'm on about 108,000 unread. Yeah, no, I can't. Doesn't bother me at all. Right. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, it's it's all happening two weeks two weeks on Saturday. Okay, question for you. Go for it. Give me three things that you're excited about and three things that you're anxious slash nervous about. The trick. Okay, three things I am excited about. I am really excited about being outside. I love camping. Do you? Yeah, like I really love it. As a oh kid, I used to go camping. And I'm not a very good sleeper, and I find I actually sleep really well outside. Do you? Yeah. So. Are you sleeping in tents? Yeah. Like proper. Is it glamping? No, it's proper proper tents. Yeah, like a proper tent. Like on the floor. Yeah. No beds. No. Blow up mattress. If you can bring your own blow up mattress, okay. but I'm gonna be hardcore. Okay. So I want to sleep on a rock. You're gonna come back. No pillow. No like, sleeping bag. My back's fucked. My legs are fucked. I'll see you in two weeks. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Take something like a nice no, it's cheating. mattress topper. I'm gonna sleep in the rain. Oh God. I'm gonna have like a little fire and a stove. <laughs> Everyone will be on the air mattresses. And they're like, there's that really weird girl outside, deciding to sleep oh, in the mud. From um the parent trap, you know, when they take her out onto the lake. Oh yeah, <laughs> she wakes up on a lilo. Yeah, but that's hot. <laughs> that will be you. Yeah, right, that probably okay. me. So I'm really excited about being outdoors. I'm very excited about meeting all these amazing people. I would say that's equally a fear though. Mm. So I'm, I'm as excited as I am nervous because it, I don't know, it's sort of taking me back to school. It's like, am I going to find my group? Who am I going to sit next to on the bus? You know, that kind of fear. Am I going to get picked? Will anybody like me? Um, so I'm really excited to meet some people because I think there are some amazing stories and we've all got this crazy connection. But I am really scared as well because I, hopefully you're all listening to this on the trek and you're like, oh, Jen, but we're all best friends. But 
You're going to get them all on our podcast. Yeah, I know. But I am also scared about being triggered. So when I hear people's stories that maybe have a different a different narrative to mine I do find that difficult whether it's people being diagnosed or people's different diagnoses or stories that aren't necessarily as positive it's really hard someone told me something which is true which is called pattern matching so pattern matching so if you're in one situation and then a similar situation arises or you hear of something similar it's very difficult not to pattern match it so it's very difficult not to say that happened to me before this is going to happen to me again Mm. so I don't I'm scared I'm going to put myself in that situation where I'm like okay I was okay with it but now I've just heard this person's story and now I'm definitely going to feel like that's going to happen to me all over again because I think talking and walking for six days about cancer is going to be like heavy as yeah you know, I want but people to be talking. But surely after, like, day one, it would be nice to talk about other things and get to know people and talk about their lives and their kids or... Yes, I'm going to have to think of some things that are interesting about I feel me. like you need to go with, like, ten questions or so. Yeah, like, or an interesting fact. Well, first of all, you can plug the discomfort zone. I can plug the discomfort zone. NG Fit. Yeah, I'll be... Dr. Matt Slavin. There's yeah. lots of things that you can talk about. I know, but isn't that selfish? I'm just going to talk about me. Uh, No. They'll be like, you haven't asked us one question. Like, I know, but I've got so many products. So what do you do? Okay, cool. So basically, what we do... <laughs> if you could just download, like, subscribe and yeah. rate it, give it five stars. Could you also follow both of my Instagrams, Could you please? also come to all of our classes? Yeah, can you Bring like all, all my friends. posts? Yeah, exactly. Do you want an online subscription? Have you tried a diet plan? Um, <laughs> like, there's some girl there trying to make me do a burpee and calling me fat. Yeah, she's, she's great. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited about the people. I'm excited about being outside. I, I mean, I like fitness, so I'm just excited about moving. And and is it okay to say I'm excited about not parenting for a week? No, that's no, it's not okay. No, as in yes, that's totally okay. So I'm excited about not parenting. Um, You're kind of excited about like not really showering. Oh, oh, am I going to miss you? Yeah. Yes, I will miss you. But I'm more. But yeah, I am excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm excited about like just being a bit like At rugged and authentic yeah like rugged and authentic hey question what are you gonna do about your hair so i am debating getting it like into box boxer braids, braids. Yeah. yeah you need to go to is it box braids or boxer braids boxer braids yeah boxer box. braids that so Poor i think Rose. that could go one of two ways so i could braid it and it'll be great and it will last a week or i could braid it it lasts three days and i have to take it out and i look like no, monica from you friends s- you sleep with a um pair of tights over your head what no i promise you Go to the hairdresser and they will tell you, whenever I've had my hair braided, you put a pair of tights over it. You know that these people don't know me and I have one chance to make an impression. I think that's a great impression. It's the crazy chick that sleeps with tights on her head. (laughs) I think that is showing your true self. Be like, it's fine, my business partner told me to do it. No, honestly, that's what What? you need to do. Pair of tights or pair of leggings. It is, because it keeps it tight. Like having a hairnet on, but not a hairnet. Why wouldn't you just wear Google a hairnet? After. Okay. Because it's tighter. Tights are tighter. Tights are tights are tighter. Okay. Side point. Okay, fine. Try it. All right, so I'm going to... Okay, that's actually very helpful. Thank you. But whilst we're on the subject of that, sleeping, do you have to share a tent with people that you don't know? Yes. Oh. Yes, you do. What happens if you or they fart in their sleep? 
I mean, you're going to stink. We haven't showered in six days. I don't think a fart is going to be the worst case scenario. What I feel really sorry for about is the train ride home six days later when there's like five of us in the same carriage and we all haven't washed for six days. Well, thank God for deodorant wipes. Yeah. And... I don't think I'm a smelly person, though. No, you're not. No, I don't tend to smell. But it is my birthday weekend when I get back. Woo, woo. So... Uh, 38, um, right? Nine. Fuck you. And I Big think... Big 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will look like that after. But I... Yeah, I want to spend the next day getting basically de-loused. Like, Ooh. I want to be hosed down. I feel like I'm going to be hosed down outside before I'm allowed in the house. <laughs> Check in straight to Soho. Be like, I know I look like this, but just let me in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going to get um, sprayed, like, anti-backed, washed, scrubbed. Yeah, Daryl will not let you in bed until you've been, like... You'll probably find me sleeping time. in the garden because I'll be missing it. <laughs> I wake up and be like, where is she? You and Reggie just sleeping Yeah, in the me and the dog together. are just sleeping outside one with nature and then just doing... My son likes to do bush wheeze. So he bush likes... Wheeze. Yeah, so he does wheeze in the garden rather than in the house. So maybe I'll go and do a bush wee with him in the garden. Um, but yeah, boxer braids. Boxer braids with yeah. my hair. Okay. Unless you've got any other tips. Um, no, I'd say those are pro- that's probably... That's what I would do. Okay. I remember changing the subject just ever so slightly when I used to do camps as like a teenager and we used to go under canvas for two weeks I we would all show up with our hair braided like that was a thing yeah but that was like cornrows yeah oh, I don't want cornrows no 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 but a similar similar thing same idea hair and I think two braids is cute it's cool also it fits with the like fitness theme look cool yeah 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 let's see do let's it. see either that or you end up with a really burnt scalp Oh, you're in Scotland, so you might be all True. right. <laughs> or really wet scalp. <laughs> yeah. You might be all right. I would say my biggest fear then is, yeah, the rain, the cold, and the people being triggered. Uh, my authentic fear, my real fear, is just being triggered. Mm. And I think finding your people is hard. Yeah. You know, you've got to find your people in a group of 96. Are we all going to be best friends? No, of course not. Are you naturally going to gravitate to some people more than others? Yes. Of course. It might be the people that share similar interests or it might be the people that share, you know, our mums or whomever. Um, similar age kids. like there's Yeah, so be. I just, I need to find my people. Is it more women than men? Yes. I'm actually not sure there are many men on it at all. Like the WhatsApp group just is match. very active. And and Ella Day. Uh, although actually well I guess she's a drag queen I'm not sure how she identifies but also there is another guy George who is a TikToker Um, there are a couple of men doing it but in the WhatsApp group it's mainly female because a lot of the chat is around how do we we and what do we do about periods yeah the joys yeah although talking about we and I have to say since getting Teddy I have become a queen of squatting. Do you want to say that Teddy's a dog and not a person? Well, I don't know. Let people be like, <laughs> who the F is Teddy? Yes, Teddy is my dog. And when you're caught walking and you've got to go, you just got to go. Yeah, that's true. Doing lots of squats really helps with that yep. kind of... Strong legs. Strong legs for a strong wee. Power. A power wee in a power bush. Wee. Yeah. I also think like you really lose your inhibitions when you spend that much time with people in very close quarters surely it's all what about like brushing your teeth you just brush it with water no like normal people i know yeah 
You just get a toothbrush and a bottle of water. Is there places like fill up your water? I don't know. No, I, I mean, it's literally, there is no electricity. There's no showers. So I've bought like a charger pack for my phone. Multiple. Yeah, and I'm going to have to just not use it. I'm actually quite excited about not using my phone quite a lot. Yeah, that's actually quite nice to just switch off from the world. Yeah, I feel like particularly doing this kind of work and being in fitness, so much of what we do is on Instagram. And although that only seems like a six-second reel when you're looking at it from the outside, it takes so much time. It's editing, it's replying, it's posting, it's storying. Yeah, it's a full-time job in and of itself. And... I would love, I mean, I'm definitely going to try and capture as much content as I can. But in between those times, I want to put my phone down. Yeah, because you need to enjoy and embrace yeah. the moment and be present. That's when it. are you ever going to get an opportunity like this to just switch off and enjoy? And like you said, you like being at one with nature. Like this is your element. Yeah, I love and being outside. Enjoy it and take everything in. Like, First of all, there's two of us, so I've got you when it comes to running the business and doing our Instagram. So Thanks, just enjoy babe. it. Yeah. Like, be in the moment. Be present because you don't want to come up and be like, oh, you know what? I was on my phone too much and I didn't really appreciate it. Yeah, it's true. It's like when you see those pictures of people at a concert and they, it's like 99% of people are filming it and then there's just that one person watching the show yeah. without a camera. Um, so yeah, that is a good mantra. I'm going to be present and in the moment as much as I can. Yes. Meanwhile, I'm sure everyone else is going to be like filming it, but film no. it a bit. Yeah, no, I will. If do you know what you need to do is befriend the TikTok TikTokers and get them to just record everything and then just send it over to me and I'll just put it on our Instagram. Let them do it. That's their job. I'm that just ba- is okay. Job. So my mission is to try and get into every TikTok. So basically, <laughs> how looks many like TikToks my can you trek? Get into yeah, on the six days. I'm going to set myself That's a challenge. <laughs> my challenge is to see how many TikTok reels I can get into, and I'm going to do a different ones. So one day I'm going to. Oh, do you know what though? Like maybe I could get tight lady trending. Tight lady. Yeah, like the oh, hair tight. Tight lady. <laughs> maybe. Tight lady. Yeah. Tight lady. Yes, do it. We could get it By trending. By the end of the trek, you're going to get a photo with all of you wearing tights on your head. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I can get. It's going to be a thing. I'm going to make it stick. It's a bit like fetch and mean girls. I'm going to make it land. I love um, that. Yeah. All right. Talking about tights, have you got a whole new wardrobe for this trek? Because I know Missy has been plugging a lot to get some free gear and girl yeah. has done good i have done also good. as your business partner mm. and same size girl also does good because whatever gem gets i just take a few items do you want to explain yeah so basically i'm so shameless and i've reached out to every fitness brand i can think of and said hi i'm doing a trek i'll definitely wear your clothes it's for charity it's a really good cause have a heart um send me some free product in not so direct terms and it worked. You've done, you've done good from it. It worked. I'm not going to say who, which ones have replied um, just yet. Those but people listening know who you are. <laughs> yes, I have a delivery coming today and tomorrow. <laughs> so I do have a new wardrobe, of which I haven't paid for. Well, Dreamy. Dreamy. I mean, I'm going to wear... It what says does you- one wear for a trek? I know you've got your hiking boots. Well, um, so in this WhatsApp chat, they were talking about like what shorts to buy. And I had genuinely, I've gone to Uniqlo and bought thermals. I'm thinking it's freezing in Scotland. Have you, and have you checked? I know this is No, isn't but you can't the check the weather because you're up a mountain. To me, mountains are cold. 
Right. Doesn't matter where you are. I've never seen anyone climbing Everest in a vest top. Like it's cold up a mountain. Yeah, this is an Everest. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. No, but <laughs> mountains are cold. Yeah, okay. It will be cold. You don't go hot mountaineering. No, it's not going to be it's like shorts. Bikram weather. mountaineering. It's not shorts. Weather. Well, a lot of people have got shorts. I do not. I have got... So I went to Uniqlo and I bought like the thermal heat tech and I bought heat pads for my hands, heat pads for my feet. I've got a triple lined sleeping bag. I can bag. picture this, right? Gemma's yeah. going to be the only one in thermals, hat, scarf, gloves and her Canada goose. And, and tights on my else, head. <laughs> everybody else is going to be like sleeveless top and shorts. Yeah, exactly. It's the crazy chick from Northwest London with tights on her head. <laughs> Which is really annoying because I've got such great biceps. I really want to bring the gun show to the... Well, you might also don't don't forget when you do exercise and you're walking you your body warms up quickly. yeah that's true like you do get very hot so i'm taking a, a range layers layers but also waterproofs oh because well, yeah. i think you have to go through quite a lot of water um like streams and rivers and i'm fine with all that as long as i don't encounter a cow walking sticks do you need no those? I, so i asked about this they say yes but if you've managed to do it without the sticks you don't necessarily need them. What do you mean if you've managed? You've like done I've done this. practice hikes before and I haven't used poles. Okay. So I'm thinking no, because it's an extra thing to carry. And I just don't want to. Um, it's a good defense against wild animals, but. It's fine. We can, you punch them. I'm a bit scared of cows. Yeah. Like I just, I get nervous if you go into a field and there's cows. I just think they're going to. At least it won't be bears. Charge me. There's no bears. No bears. Um. But yes, so that's my wardrobe. Thank you to everyone who's sponsored. And thank you yeah. as well. Nadiva, thanks you too. <laughs> I'm taking some of that. Um, what else was like? Oh, I know. What do you eat? And are you taking snacks with you? Yeah. So if I'm hungry, I'm horrid. Yeah. So I am hangry. taking hungry. So I am going to take, also because I'm doing this bodybuilding competition, I've still got to be on prep. So I'm oh, also. Not. Yeah. So no, I'm not, taking... not doing the bodybuilding competition. You're not going to be... Not only is she crazy tights lady... Tupperware she's gonna be cr- yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's going to be like, sorry, guys, I've just got my fish and my rice. Well, no, I'm not going to take that level. So interestingly, Huel and Protein Works both do these like pouches of food. I guess it looks like what an astronaut eats. Yeah, I've tried that before. It's actually really yummy. So you It's just... like a pot noodle, but without the pot noodle. Exactly. So you just add water. You add water. Delicious. And the macros are really good. Yep. They're really good carbs, really good proteins, really good fats. So I have ordered, unless you want to send me some free product, Huel and Protein Works, um, which guess I'll send them back. Um, Huel and Protein Works, mixture of meals. They're all vegan too. And not that I am, but either way, they are vegan. And I'm going to take those. And then every day I have got my oats and protein weighed out. Like, so I'm taking six portions. Because that I can just make like overnight mm. and eat. And then protein bars, nuts, yeah, I am going. Do they to provide be- you three meals otherwise? Yeah, they do. But like, let's be honest, I'm going to be like, what am I eating in between? Was it like a barbecue every night? No, like you can say if you've got a dietary requirement, but I clearly am going to need to eat more food. Yeah. Um, but also, again, if you are listening to this on the trek, come and come and hit me up for a protein bar, because I'll have loads. You'll share your heel with them. I will share anything with you that you want, because I really want you to be my friend and like me. So please like me. Please, please be my friend. Pretty please. Yeah, come come and have a protein bar. Come and have a nibble. Bribe them with a protein bar. Be my friend. Here's a protein bar. Well, I have like in the group said I am a personal trainer. If you want any tips or advice, which everyone's been really like 
oh yeah what should I do or how can I stretch you know they're going to be I was going to say you know they're going to be coming to you every night and be like Jem my hamstring hurts can you just stretch me out well, I thought Gem, maybe I would do like hurts. so I thought maybe we could do like group stretching at the Love end of that. that yeah that needs to be recorded yeah so I might do all of us doing some hamstring and glute stretches you're and gonna take my stretching. with you it's very heavy. I bought these things on Amazon, which are like massage balls. Oh, like the tumble dry balls. Yeah, so they look like that. But then you can get ones with spikes mm. in, so you can kind of roll them around. So we'll be doing stretching for everybody. Um, I don't know what the campsite looks like, but let's say six o'clock by the fire. Do you keep coming back to the same campsite every yes. night? Yeah, so that the 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 good thing is I'm not like having to repitch a tent each time. So can you leave stuff on the campsite? Like yeah, so you can take day, a day back. Carrying, right. No, you can take a day back. Okay. Which um, is basically just gonna be full of food for you. Basically full of food yeah. and, and layers tights. and my tights. Food and layers and my tights. Um and yes, you come back to the same point. But yeah, I, I nutrition is a big thing. Like I get quite stressed about food. If I'm not going to have enough of it or it's not you the do. right food. Gemma constantly eats. I feel like you say this a lot. No, but it, when I, I don't think I do. You, it's not that you eat a lot. You're just constantly eating. I feel I like whenever I'm with you or if you're on the phone, you're always eating. Um, or maybe just more than me. Okay, I've now got a complete complex. Yeah, I just eat more no, than you do. No, that's not a negative. But that's why I say you need to eat more. Gemma does say that to me a lot. You need to eat more. And I don't think I need to eat less because Mm-mm. I'm good. But I don't think you need to eat less, but you you do eat. You said this the other week. Yeah, no, I do. But then you said, oh, yeah, you eat like a horse. And now I'm thinking, fuck, I've got a complex. <laughs> and now you've repeated about four times that I'm just eating. So now I'm going to be the crazy girl with tights on my head that won't stop eating. You'll be fine. Oh, centred. And breathe. And breathe. But yes, it's all kicking off and... I'm excited. Have you got lots of like trekking gear? You're going to be that girl, all the gear, but no idea. Like a camel pack and I don't know what else yeah. you want to take. Suntan lotion. S- I joke, but actually. No, I would know. take suntan lotion and I've got hiking boots, which I've had to break in. Like you're not going to schlep with your water bottle the whole time. Get the camel pack things that go on your back. Yeah, I haven't got one of those. I should I'll get one of those. I've got one. Okay. With a straw. I used it when I climbed Table Mountain. Oh closest thing that i've done to a hike yeah but you know what like just going outside is very oh, important you know what? bit is. of nature bit of trek we're actually taking some clients trekking this weekend yeah, aren't we we? Are. it's gonna be really exciting it's good because it's a practice hike for me and i get to be a part of it and you get to be a part of it and actually we get everybody to see how nice it is when you just go outside your comfort zone leave a city i mean i almost want to not see a car or a road for a week but I think part of what you do is obviously walk through some places which maybe have towns and people around. Um, but yeah, but I'm really excited and I feel like it's going to, I'm hoping, not give me closure, but give me a really I think positive give- end to what I hope was a crazy road. And I can say... I achieved something that I really wanted to achieve. I raised a great amount of money for charity. This is also, by the way... No, it is a bit of a plug, but this is all for charity. And my um, Just Giving page is still very much open. So Copperfield are an amazing charity. And if you do want to donate to it, I would be wholeheartedly grateful. Question. Yeah. Because we've been talking about it and I don't actually think I know. What do Copperfield actually do? Mm. 
Because there's so many it's a good cancer question. and breast cancer charities out there. What is Yeah, the, so they are the health? only one that is purely focused on awareness. So they don't provide treatment. They don't provide funding for treatment. They are all about seeing that early diagnosis is the best cure or the best prevention. So they focus on 18 to 24 year olds. So a much younger demographic than most other cancer charities. Yeah, because it does happen. Like cancer hits us, everybody. It doesn't discriminate and it is hard and it is less common in young people definitely but, but it not is uncommon but not uncommon and to be aware is to be informed so they teach you things like how to check yourself what to be aware of signs symptoms they're the handprint aren't they Copperfield? yeah they're the handprint so they call it being chest aware because it can also affect men so it's not just breast it's chest it's it's anybody that has breast tissue which is men and women and you part of the training I did a few weeks ago is that you become an ambassador for them so they ask a few people to become an ambassador and then you travel around you go to corporates they might do during breast cancer awareness week you might give a talk to a PwC for example they might go to universities they might go to communities that are um, ethnically more diverse and therefore a lot of like that more um, fringe communities don't know a lot about breast cancer and breast health so they do a lot of training and informing and then yeah they do a lot of fundraising um but that's all really around just getting the message out there as wide as possible about how to be aware and their founder chris is an amazing woman who was diagnosed with um incurable breast cancer at age i think she was 22 or 23 after being turned away from a doctor for about nine months because they kept saying oh you're too young it's just a lump it's nothing and by the time that she finally got someone to listen to her it had spread and she's been living with breast cancer incurable breast cancer i think for 12 years she made an amazing documentary called dying to live on bbc um which is basically all around like living life, like living your life to the full, grabbing life by the horns, not saying no to any opportunity. And she's made a lot of people change the way that they live their life. But I feel that's how you live your life. Yeah, it is now. I'm not there yet. It is how I want to live. You know what? It's how I would like to live my life. And I'm trying hard to live my life like that. I think... Being an adult sometimes means that as wild and free as you want to be, if you have a mortgage to pay and you have children to look after, there are things that hold you back Mm. or that stop you. Like life, you have to be relatively sensible. But as a whole, yes, I would say that that's how I'm trying to live my life because you never know what's around the corner. You also might just get hit by a bus tomorrow. So you can't live your life waiting for that fear. You've got to kind of embrace everything, challenge every opportunity, take on as many opportunities as you can. And that's what she's done. And it's why she's so passionate about doing these treks because it's amazing what the power of doing something that you didn't think you could do does to you when you finally achieve something you thought was impossible. Yeah, it makes you feel like you really can do anything. And I used that mental battle for me a lot during my chemotherapy when I felt like shit. I kept going to the gym on the days I could, not on every day because there were days when I didn't feel well enough. But on the days I could, I kind of thought if I can get up and I can go to the gym and I can go and do some exercise or if I can go for a walk or if I can get myself outside, then I've kind of 
beaten that demon that says I can't. Mm. And if I can beat that demon, I can beat cancer. And I sort of kept going with that mentality that you can't stop me. It's all about how much I want to try and beat this. And you so went into full blown fight mode. Yeah, full boat, full blown fight mode. And even if you know you're trekking up the mountain right now and you're listening to this, or you're on a different trek, or you want to do a challenge that you think you can't do, Stop. it is. St- it is well. It's amazing what you can do. It's amazing how far you can push yourself, because pushing yourself isn't about okay, well, I I completed it in the fastest time or I won a race. It's about doing something that you thought you couldn't do. The accomplishment is there when you overcome an obstacle, right? That's the accomplishment. So if the obstacle is even being able to walk for an hour a day on that trek and you don't finish with everybody else, you've accomplished it because you've done the hour that you didn't think you could do. If the accomplishment is doing the whole thing, if the accomplishment is doing a marathon, if the accomplishment is getting out of bed because you're having a really bad day, all those things are achieving or accomplishing that thing that you didn't think you could do. So the charity's amazing, she's amazing. And I would like to just do my little part to kind of contribute to that. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, I think you're amazing. Oh, I appreciate that. And I know you're going to be like, don't say this, but you really are. You're extremely inspirational in every aspect and everything that you do, not just with business, but in life. You're the most hardworking person I know and an incredible mum. And with everything that you've been through, you have just smashed life. So keep doing what you're doing, girl. Because I'm proud of you. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Um... I think we talked about this last time. It's really hard to take compliments. It is hard, isn't it? Yeah, I get a bit awkward. So thank you. I don't feel like I would have done anything differently. I don't feel like I had any other choice but to just, you know, fight and keep going. But not everybody has that fight in them. No, not everybody has the fight in them, but everybody has something in them. And if you don't have that fight, then other people can fight those battles for you. They can help you along the way. You can reach out to people. You can talk to people. Like, it's a guess what about creating these communities does. Like, they pick you up when you're not necessarily strong enough to pick yourself up. So even just, you know, asking for a bit of support is in itself powerful. But, yeah, no, do you know what? Like... It wasn't an easy journey. It's not an easy journey. And and You're the other thing it. is, exactly. I was going to say, it's definitely not over for me. I'm always triggered. This is out of my comfort zone. Like we are the discomfort zone and doing this, everyone's like, oh, you're going to love it. It's just trekking. Physically, absolutely. Mentally, I will love doing the hiking. Mentally, it's so far away. I have stayed away from the cancer community for a long time because I didn't want to be put in that bucket of, cancer Mm. i wanted to get rid of that hat as quickly as i could i wanted to people for a while i was oh it's Gemma, she's got cancer and i just thought like i just need to be Gemma, who's something else i'm Gemma, who's one half of ng fit one half of ng fit exactly that is the best accolade for me because it is not an accolade of weakness it is not being known for something that is a sad head tilt it's something that's like fuck that's cool that's strong that's powerful it's why i love going to the gym yeah it's like i want powerful strong adjectives i want to be described like that i hate 
feeling weak or feeling challenged and so this is definitely going to open me up and make me vulnerable this trek you're going to come back a whole new person i might come back a whole new person i'm going to capture as much as i can on this journey i'm going to try and talk to as many people i can um i'm going to try and film as much as i can get some great sound bites interview people interview people get inspired by all you amazing women that are doing this trek as well um, and I'm sure I'll be eating my words at the end of it when we're all best friends and will. I say what an amazing experience it was. But please follow the journey and stay with us on my Instagram, on Gemma Isaacs and on Nadiva Gemma Fit because I will document the whole trek. I will also obviously share a lot of these clips on the Discomfort Zone podcast on Apple and on Spotify. And yeah, I'm just really appreciative. I will also put up our donation links as well so if you have anything even a pound then i really appreciate it the charity really appreciates it and just know that you are contributing to an amazing cause and on that note good luck thank good you good luck to you thank good luck you to all of you that are listening now whilst you're doing the trek you have got this you are smashing it so far so keep going keep trekking can't wait to hear all about it when you're back bye bye guys